welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. Hello, welcome, so glad you're here. As I record this, it is Friday, March 4th, and I say that to timestamp it because usually I try to record episodes a few weeks in advance just to have a little bit of a buffer. This one I want to do as soon as possible before it is released just because it is a topic that I haven't addressed very much because everything is so ever-changing, and so it hasn't made sense to talk about COVID. Yes, we're talking about COVID today, because everything is always in flux in, in general with the pandemic, but also specifically related to travel. It's really hard to talk about what is possible in different countries or parts of the world or regulations, requirements, quarantine, testing, vaccination, all that stuff, because it's always changing. But With where we are right now, with the Omicron surge declining, I wanted to really talk about the idea of travel in 2022 and what that means and what it will look like and just what it encompasses. Because for someone who is an avid traveler and just really hasn't stopped being on the move for the past 10 years, (laughs) except for the past two years, um... I've really hit the brakes in the past two years, as did much of the world in general, and also specifically travelers. And yet I've also seen in the past year that I've been far more hesitant than most to start traveling again. You know, these people that I follow, just friends and and family members, but also influencers and things, you know, I always shout out like Nomadic Matt (laughs) Um, and some others, they've been back on the road for a while and in Europe and South America and, and Mexico and all these places. And it's been interesting and to some degree kind of a struggle for me to watch that in that it makes me feel envious um, because I want to be doing it too, but also admittedly like a little bit judgmental um, as I see everything that they're doing and it's something that I haven't been comfortable with. So there is, like to be perfectly honest, there is some element of thinking that that's irresponsible. And I always say like to each their own, I don't want to judge anyone. We all have our own comfort levels with the risks that we're willing to take with our own health and safety. And yet there's the factor in a pandemic that you're not just taking risks for yourself. You're also imposing risks on other people and other communities. There's so much tied up in it. And I hope this doesn't come across as too like high and mighty or holier than thou or anything like that, because I I don't want it to. There are issues that I've been wrestling with personally. So I'm just sort of putting it all out there. And I I really want to hear from you about what your perspective on all of this is and your comfort levels and things like that. So again, it's impossible really to talk about like specific news and openings and regulations and all of that just because everything is so in flux still. But I saw in a New York Times article called Counting on Endemic, the travel industry readies for a new phase. (laughs) Um, They were saying that Britain and Denmark recently lifted most, if not all, of their coronavirus restrictions, including the mask mandates. Austria and the Netherlands no longer have lockdown measures, even though they add there is still a surge in cases there, which is worrying. And then in late January, the EU said that vaccinated residents of the EU should not be required to do testing or quarantine when they're traveling within the EU itself. In the U.S., there's been a push from travel groups to 
call on the federal government to eliminate the testing requirement for vaccinated people coming into the U.S., so U.S.-bound travel. And yet, then, this New York Times article also adds from Fauci saying that there's still over 2,000 deaths and 150,000 hospitalizations and 700,000 new cases a day. Like, we're still in the midst of this pandemic. And, And that's what, it's hard for me to process. It's also frustrating when I hear people talk about it being like post-pandemic or looking back on the pandemic or we're out of the pandemic, it's like we're not. It's still very, very much here and around the world. And yet at the same time, it's not just going to magically all go away at some point. It's going to be a gradual reduction of numbers and a gradual easing of restrictions and best practices. So to some level, the gradual increase in social activities and travel and all of that is going to happen as well. Like those two things are not mutually exclusive and they will progress over time, if if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm expressing that well. And I think this is especially hard for me because I want, I have the kind of brain that wants everything to be suddenly 100% safe at one time. Like I want that sort of clean slate and clean pandemic bill of health to say like, okay, you are cleared for travel. It is no longer a risk at all to you or anyone else. And that is not going to happen. That's not realistic. Like COVID is going to be with us for a long time. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm boosted. I've done what I can. I wear my mask. So at some point I have to realize that I've taken all the measures I can and reduced my risk and my risk to other people as much as I possibly can. And it is to a large extent, safe to travel as long as we still take various precautions that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But yeah, that is something that is hard for me is recognizing that like we're not out of the pandemic and yet things have changed enough in terms of surges going down and vaccines being available that travel is something that is possible now. Oh boy, I really appreciate you guys being with me on this. I feel like this is kind of my therapy session as I work everything out out loud and speak through all these things, but I really, really want to know what your perspective is on this as well. So I also read an article in the Washington Post called, In a Reopening World, Travel is Enticing and Terrifying All at Once, and that definitely resonates with me. Uh, They say that part of, quote, living with the virus is figuring out boundaries when the responsible way to act is up for debate. And I think that is so true. Like there is no, you know, we have restrictions, we have best practices, we have guidelines. But again, that whole factor of like everyone's risk is different and everyone's conception of risk is different. And so responsible, the idea of being responsible is something that is debatable at this point. And that is hard to deal with. They continue to say this, quote, re-entry anxiety is rooted in the risk travel might pose to their health, the traveler's health, and the health of those they love, especially for those who are high risk or immunocompromised. While concerns about contracting or spreading the coronavirus still weigh on the minds of some travelers, many others see an opening as the coronavirus gradually becomes endemic. I could have written this article. This all feels like totally, totally what's going on in my brain right now. So I think there's, there's for me personally, there's many things. There's what I've said about the fear of getting sick yourself, the fear of spreading COVID to friends, loved ones, or just a general community if you're traveling. But I think there's also a little bit 
more to this. Like I said, in the past, well, except for the past two years, the the eight years before that, after I graduated from college, I've really just been go, go, go. You know, I, I graduated, well, I studied abroad in college. I went back for my senior year. I graduated. I moved to the Czech Republic. A year later, I moved to Taiwan. A year later, I moved to Boston. A year later, I moved to... Uh, Ireland. <laughs> I, f- I forget. I might be mixing this up. Um, six months later, I moved back to Taiwan. A year later, I moved to Spain. I'm def- I have this in the wrong order. And then I moved back to Taiwan. <laughs> so you can see it's just really been bouncing around. And that's not even to mention all the different trips that were taken within that period of time, apart from those home bases. And I love that. I am so, so happy with the fact that that has been my life for those eight years. And so when the pandemic really hit the brakes in early 2020 in Taiwan, I mean, I don't need to tell you guys this. You all know what it was like. We all uh, had a dramatic shift in our lifestyles, and I really was sort of frozen in place. And so a year plus of that kind of life in Taiwan, I decided to come back to America. That was a huge nerve-wracking trip just in terms of exposure and all of that. I hadn't been able to be vaccinated at that point. And so then I landed in Colorado. And apart from that road trip that I took last fall, I've just really been sort of hunkered down here. And I am out of the habit of traveling. And I think I, I sort of need, I need this podcast now. I need my own advice because one of my main goals on this podcast is to show how not easy and like the, you know, travel isn't easy, but it is entirely possible, I think. And it is easier, far easier than a lot of people assume it is. And I think I've started to, even though I still talk about that with with you guys and with my friends and family and everything, I think really internally, I've sort of forgotten that. I've gotten intimidated by the idea of getting back on the road. I'm out of the habit. I'm out of the routine. And then with the way that the world has changed in the past two plus years, I'm a little bit scared of it. I'm a little bit intimidated by it now. And Obviously, the health risks to you and to other people are very, very real. You know, that's been the whole thing behind this pandemic. But at the same time, I think to a small degree, I've been kind of hiding behind that excuse like, oh, it's still too risky. Oh, I don't want to spread anything. Um, so it's not safe yet. It's not responsible for me to do that. And again, that's that's not black and white. That's very gray because that is true. But I think there is an element of me using that as an excuse to some degree. And I've been hiding behind that because my brain wants the 100% all clear from, you know, Fauci or whatever uh, or whoever to tell me that like, yes, the pandemic is gone. It is responsible. You can hit the road now. And I'm not going to get that. And I have to live with that level of gray and uncertainty in the decisions that I make. And all of us, I you know, I say me and I and all of this, but we all have to figure that out for ourselves. But this is all to say that again, it's impossible to <laughs> predict what's going to happen covid-wise, but where we are right now with still a ridiculous number of cases and deaths and hospitalizations a day at least in the US, but at the same time the Omicron surge is declining. I am fully vaccinated. I am boosted. I think I am 
comfortable at least looking at future travel in the next few months, I've started to consider it as something that is a real possibility and not just like a daydream. And I saw the news that Taiwan is considering reopening borders to tourists in the later part of 2022. So I would love to make it back to Taiwan towards the end of this year if that is feasible. But who knows, this spring... I mean, it's already March, so it's already almost spring, maybe spring, early summer. I'd love to do like a a bigger trip to Europe or I don't know, something like that. I'm I'm still doing my little day trips and everything all around the Colorado area. And I want to do some overnights to like national parks or things that are within a few hours drive of where I am right now. So I'm still maintaining that, I think, sense of exploration. I think that's really important for me. That's when I feel the most alive and the most like at peace and happy with everything is when I'm like seeing a new place, experiencing something new. So that sense of adventure, not like crazy adventure. I'm not like, you know, I'm not like skydiving or anything, but just that sense of like exploring um, is a huge, huge factor for me. But the idea of setting foot in a new country <laughs> is really, really appealing. And it's scary. Like I said before, it's it's more intimidating than it's ever been for me in my life, I think, at this point. But I think I've reached a point personally where it's feasible. And that is really, really exciting. So I wanted to round this episode out with a few ways to travel as we move forward. You know, the ways that COVID has changed travel for us now that we're in that weird stage where it's still the pandemic, but travel is possible. We're living in both of those worlds and travel has had to adjust accordingly. And maybe this, you know, maybe these will be permanent changes moving forward. Maybe this is just what the travel landscape looks like now. Maybe some of these will start to recede as the pandemic continues to recede. Who knows? Most of these are from Smarter Travel. They are also supplemented with my own personal opinions and experiences and some other research that I did. But here is what traveling in 2022 might look like, some things to consider if you are hitting the road. So number one, this was purely from my own brain, um, be thoughtful about your destination. Where are you choosing to travel? What does the pandemic currently look like in that situation? What are their numbers like? How risky would it be for you traveling there? What are their vaccination rates like? All of that. Are they even, just in the purely uh, practical paperwork sense, are they currently accepting tourists? Are you allowed to go into the country? You know, Taiwan closed the borders way back in 2020 and they're not letting anyone in yet. And I always say Taiwan just because it's always on my mind um, and I'm more up to date with that country than most others. And then if they are allowing tourists, what requirements are there? Do you need to be vaccinated, boosted? Do you need a negative COVID test within 24, 72 hours? Do you have to quarantine? Just like make sure you've dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's in that regard. And then also, what activities do you want to do while you're there? And this could come down to just travel style in general. Like, are you more outdoor adventure hiking type? Do you like to go to clubs? Do you do museums? All of that stuff. Like, do you want to engage in activities that are more COVID safe or might 
put you, bring you into contact with other people. And that could depend on the country and the destination as well, but just generally taking into consideration what your activity level and exposure level might look like while you are in the country. And there's more things to think about as well with that, but just like consider the destination that you choose because some are more possible than others these days, some are more risky than others. So it's not just a blanket like go travel everywhere. You really have to, I think, pick your destinations with at least a little bit of care. Number two, download your airline's app. So we've talked about apps and traveling and flying before. There are some apps that are sort of universal. You can track many, if not all, flights and airlines within a universal app. But now in the days where we have extra documentation for traveling, whether that's a vaccine, you know, proof of vaccination or negative COVID tests and all of that, we have to bring extra documents. But a lot of airline-specific apps will let you upload travel documents, like just including your passport and <laughs> basic ID stuff, but as well as your COVID-specific stuff to let you just get a leg up on that verification. If you don't do that, you will have to get all of that checked at the airport when you check in, and there could be long lines, all of that stuff. At the same time, especially if you cannot pre-upload and verify your documents, you definitely want to get to the airport with plenty of time. This is always such a huge factor in flying. You know, you have the people who are like, I get to every flight three hours before, and the people who are like, I roll up like 30 minutes before boarding, and it's always worked for me. In general, I always recommend being conservative in the amount of time that you allow for flying because you never know what can happen, but especially when... There are more documents to verify these days. The lines are going to be longer, especially if you weren't, like I said, able to pre-register your documents in the app. I know when I was leaving Taiwan last summer, that was the last flight I took, the lines were crazy long and it wasn't specifically because of that negative COVID test. I mean, she glanced, the the check-in lady glanced at mine very quickly, but there were extra documents to fill out just verifying your, you know, I don't have a fever, I have not traveled anywhere else recently, all that stuff. That didn't take very long. I don't know what caused the long lines, but there were long lines. And again, I haven't flown since then, so can't personally speak to that. But I think that's just going to be something that's going to be a factor for a while is airports and flying are more complicated than they used to be. So factor that into your time frame. Number four, travel insurance. We are going to do a whole future episode on travel insurance and whether it's necessary, when it might be, different plans, all that stuff. Generally, I have not purchased it. I have only a couple times in the past have I ever had travel insurance, but especially you might want to consider getting some that covers COVID-related cancellations. In fact, I would say if you do get travel insurance, definitely get some that covers COVID-related stuff because cancellations are just far more likely in this day and age. Like that's where we're at. So if you can save yourself some money, if flights get canceled, trips, activities, any of that, I think we're in a place where travel insurance perhaps is more relevant than ever and more necessary than ever if you do choose to go that route. Number five, Perhaps bring your own food, meals and snacks when you're traveling, especially if you're flying. There are so many factors that go into making eating in an airport more complicated than it used to be between masking requirements and like distancing of tables. I mean, those are huge factors in just making it more complicated or, you know, restaurants can fit fewer people in all of that. But 
staffing shortages, supply chain issues like restaurants, cafes can't get ingredients or foods that they might usually have. And so, and also just places are closing. Lots of establishments have closed because of all of these things. So it might be harder to get food that you were counting on. There might be fewer options. It might take longer to eat. So maybe just plan for that and bring your own food. Also airport food, crazy expensive. Who wants to pay like $12 for a muffin? So maybe just bring your own food in general. But yeah, food might be harder to come by at airports or when traveling. So prep for that. Number seven, What are you going to do if you get COVID while you're traveling? Have an emergency COVID plan for getting sick on your trip or in another country. And I'm not saying you need to create like a full-on bullet-pointed document, but definitely just give it some thought. Like what's going to happen if you test positive on this trip? Also for Americans, if you are returning to America or for anyone traveling to America currently, Again, as of March 4th, when I'm recording this, travelers need a negative COVID test to enter the country. So if you're an American going home, what might that mean if you don't test negative? Or again, for people coming to the States for travel, you need that as well. But just how might that affect your plans at the end of your trip if you suddenly have to deal with that? Give it some thought. Next one, if you are traveling with a group, have that conversation about COVID before you plan your trip. I think the pandemic has really forced us all to have a lot of like difficult conversations with people who may not share our views. Um, So if you're traveling, make sure that you're on the same page or at least, you know, have a plan for dealing with different levels of comfort regarding crowd situations, dining, indoors versus outdoors, vaccinations, masking, all of that. You want to make sure that you're on the same page or, again, comfortable with each other's opinions regarding these things before you go on a trip together. And then finally, make a plan for what you're going to do when you return from your trip. Uh, Whether you want to do a full-on quarantine for a few days, I would definitely recommend like limiting your exposure to other people for a few days to a week following your trip. Taking a COVID test or two spaced a few days apart is never a bad idea. What do you want the end of your trip to look like? And of course, there are probably many more of these. Maybe we'll do an update in a little bit, but I think these are some good steps to take as we branch out into travel in in 2022. Again, some of these hopefully may become less relevant in the future, but maybe a lot of these are just here to stay for the foreseeable future of traveling. So have you taken any trips in the past few months or past year? What has that been like? Like how has travel, sorry, how has COVID changed the travel landscape or what your usual travel routine looks like? Are you planning any trips in the coming months? I would love to hear about that. How has COVID factored into your planning process? Has it changed where you want to go? what you're going to do when you're there. I would love to hear all of that. I really appreciate you letting me share my own uh, jumbled thoughts and perspective on travel during the continuing and waning pandemic. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that as well, your your perspectives and opinions. So you can send any and all of that to travel at gmail.com. 
As always, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Going Out Your Door. Hopefully there will be more personal Instagram travel updates and content and everything at Going Out Your Door. Definitely a lot of my local travel stuff is there. So definitely follow Going Out Your Door and you can find me on Twitter at Going Out Your. Until next week, we'll be back with more travel content on Going Out Your Door. Thank you.